lockdown, we made no moves Now it's 4am and I'm back up popping with the crew I just landed in, Chase B mixes pop like Jamba Joes Different color chains, think my jewelry really selling fruits And they joking man, know the crackers some, wish it some, wasn't some, new Someone said, hey To win the retreat, we all in too in deep too Play deep. Man, man for keeps, uh-huh. don't play us a week Someone said, to win the retreat, we all in too deep this shit way too formal, y'all know I don't follow suit no. Stacey Dash, most of these girls ain't got a clue no. All of these hoes I made off records I produce hey. I might take all my exes and put them all in a group, group. Hit my essays, I need the booch mm. About to turn this function into Bonnaroo Told her I been, you coming too In the 305, bitches treat me like I'm Uncle Luke the top off, it's just a roof. Uh. Yes, okay. she said, Where we going? I set the moon. Uh-huh. We ain't even make it to the room. No, she thought it was the ocean. It's just a boat. Now I got her open. It's just a ghost. Mm. Who put this shit together? I'm the glue. Oh, Someone, Someone said, Shorty face, Tommy out the blue. Someone said I want them shits with the dip though Someone said motherfucker. Someone said Specifically mm. hey. What else? Oh shit uh, My whole career over this shit Breakdown crazy uh, Scully on Shicey on Face mask on yeah. Everything Three face masks on hey. Astro Hey Hey Yeah Yeah, yeah. Back that shit what, what, what? She's in love with who I am Back, Back in high school, school I used to bust into the dance oh, Now I hit the FBO with duffels in my hand Hey, I did have a zen 13 hours now till I land Had me out like a light Like a light Like a light Slept through the flight Woo! Not for the night Yes, 767 Man, this shit got double bedroom Man, I still got scores to settle Man, I crept down the block uh-huh. Down the block Made a right Made a right Cut the lights Woo! Pay the price, hey, niggas think it's sweet. Uh, ain't this on sight? Uh-huh. Nothing nice. Uh-huh. Vegas in my eyes. Jesus Christ, Ooh, checks, checks over stripes. Oh, Lord. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah. Lost my respect. Uh-huh. You not a threat. When I shoot my shot, that shit wetty like I'm Shaq See the shots that I took, wet like I'm Book Wet like I'm Lizzie like I'm. I be spinning valley circle blocks till I'm busy Like, like, what? like where is he? Where is he at? No one's seen him, I'm trying to clean him She's in love with who I am Back in high school, I used to bust it to the dance Now I hit the FBO with duffels in my hands I did half a Xan, 13 hours till I land Had me out like a light like a light, 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 like a light. Yeah, Pastor Dawson Selly sending texts, ain't sending kites. Yeah, he say keep that on lock. I say you know this shit is tight. Turn up. Oh shh. What the fuck? It's going on tonight. It's fucking XAB edition. Let's go. Let's go. Dash the bow ties. World's most dangerous podcast. You heard me? Hey, throw some money in there. Dirty soda and stuff for hey. me Spill a day to get my mind blown hey. Dress it up and go to Nassau yes. 200 miles on the dash Got a roll of pound up a gas Put your lanes in the oh, Grand Rapids We the one who kept it cool without the neck Till these niggas start acting Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie Nigga gone, let him have pretty We ballin' like the Marsh Madden All the cops shoot a nigga tragic Low.
for some joints. Woo! Count the money, no rush. I'm on the one way flushing. Uh, Loud pitch, man. Future went off on this. Future really went crazy. Can't Marsh touch Madness. me. This bogus We ain't talk about it. We ain't talk about it. Can't touch me. Blood of pressure with the VVS. Lord have mercy. Oh man. Uh wow. so we definitely did not get to do uh, we did pre-production but we didn't we didn't put a list together. Right. Um so we're going to be freestyling. Facts. Some of y'all like the freestyle episodes. I haven't heard any complaints but I'm sure niggas don't but it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? We here. Uh any all man any any opening first statements? and foremost. Come on now. So y'all know that I've been rocking with the boy XAB. Well, some of y'all might know this now. Cause I'm, you know, I'm I'm a person that I like dates and shit. I like remembering shit. So March 2012, I met XAB at a spot in Brooklyn called Brooklyn Exposure, and our friendship took off from there. I had no idea that was actually going to be the actual in- inception of our friendship. So we just started off small, from music to inviting each other to shows to then actually meeting up, linking up. That same year, my brother dropped an amazing project, a classic, and from there we just been building with the music. Um, with the friendship, uh, with going out, with, you know, being in each other's lives, being at family functions, you know, to funerals, to birthday parties, to, you know, I mean, fucking hotel rooms and, you know, Hollywood to, you know, D.C. to the podcast to here the fuck we are. So first and foremost, brother, it's been a pleasure being your friend for all these years. And I pray that our friendship continue to, you know, touch the highest heights, you know, the higher epilons and plateaus and you know all of that good shit man you are a beautiful soul and i pray that more things in your favor happen to you this year man happy birthday i appreciate that guys. so i got an all man because this is a fucking all man so some of you guys who follow me you may know this i sent you guys a very uh very disheartening video um shout out to Lori minor she um, is a fellow actress in the acting community And as you guys know The strike had just lifted uh, Not too long ago I think last mm-hmm. week And um, you know She's been out of work In terms of acting But she has been working Unfortunately she says That she's been out of work For two months She used to work for a company Called Metarite And that's in the medical field And I don't know what exactly Her position was I'd have to go back to the video But the video that she posted Was like a 15 minute clip And it basically discusses The um, unfortunate scenario That she found herself in When she actually was um, reporting somebody who is not of color, who is not a person who comes from those environments, was using the N word, and from her reporting that, her entire uh, her entire um, position at her company went on uh, went on a spiral. So, uh, long story short, um, she wants to get in contact with anybody that has any references or resources to a lawyer. Um, because she feels like she was uh, racially discriminated against, which I feel like from what she said in her video that she was, and they did not take her claim serious. Um, I was deeply affected by it. I had actually just woken up, and I, that was one, like one of the first things I saw on social media. And just listening to her recount um, her story and what she you know went through at the job was very unfortunate. I feel like you know in general, there's a lot of companies that. If you don't know somebody, quote unquote, they don't really take your claims as serious as they should. But I also feel like I'm starting to really see a resurgence of black women complaining about things at the workplace and a lot of people just not giving a fuck about it. So it's very unfortunate. And um, you guys know how we feel in particular about our black women. So I think it's important that we just take a look at um, the video. And if you guys have any resources, please, 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 please send them her way. Again, her name is Lori Minor. She is an amazing actress. I've I've done like one of 
or two projects with her. But the moral of the story is she needs some action to be taken against this company, uh, Metarite. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure by now you guys see the tags that I've been tagging you guys in a lot of videos. She's also tagged you as well and a few other people. We need some answers. You know, what she experienced is bullshit. And we need some answers. Two months out of work because... You guys didn't want to take her claim serious. And then when she was let go, there was actually no real like reason why she was let go. She was actually one of the top performers at the company. So I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck happened. So we need some answers. We can't just let these things continue to go um, unnoticed, undocumented, and just brushed under the rug. Because this will continue to happen again if we don't stand up and fight. All right. Um, I don't necessarily have an all-man... But, you know, when a birthday comes about, it's always a good time to reflect Mm -hmm. and think about um, where you are, where you want to be, what you've been through, Mm. and kind of just put it all together. And so I put up a post that kind of encapsulated some of that Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, you don't want to put your business out there. In any era, but especially the social media era, I always advocate, you know, privacy and yeah, you want people to have a window into your life, but not too much. Right. Um, And so, like, I put that message out there, but at the same time, there are certain people that don't know what you're going through other than what you put on social media and other than those connections through different platforms. And so with that, I kind of let it be known, you know, life isn't easy. I lost a cousin in June, July, and then I'm losing my grandfather. um, And I, well, he passed in September and two days after my birthday, (laughs) we're going to be putting him to rest. Um, And so like life isn't perfect, but life isn't perfect for anybody. And that is something to understand in the broader scheme and broader sense of things. Life will never be 100% perfect with a bow on top. There's always going to be something that may just not be where you want it to be or be what you want it to be. And so there is a power in sitting in that and understanding that and knowing that because once you master that, it's not that you become emotionless, but there are a lot of Buddhist the whole lore about Buddhism is becoming boundless, making sure that you don't have any attachments, not so much so that you're just emotionless, but understanding what attachments mean in the sense of ego, pride, um, and your inner self and what that means in terms of you want this and because you didn't get it, you now are depressed or you like this, and because you're no longer able to have it, your life is somehow ruined. And detaching from those type of elements and those type of mindsets, because life is going to throw those things at you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And so, like, being able to master that aspect of life, and I'm not saying that I'm there, but having that understanding really helps out a lot. Um, So I've been reflecting on that. And at the same time, Reflecting on like who I've been in the last year or two um, and receiving the messages that I've been receiving, I really don't acknowledge how many people feel like I've impacted their life 
in a positive, positive way. And maybe it's because I just, I don't know, maybe I don't uh, appreciate the things that I do for others as much as I should. Like maybe I just think it's regular or normal or average. So I don't really put too much stock in it and not in the sense of I know that I'm doing something that's out of my way and I know that I'm helping the people around me. But it's just kind of like, yeah, I did it and I don't even think about it. But people are messaging me from years past I haven't spoken to in ages and they're like, yo, you know, I hope you get all of the blessings that you give others. And for that to be what people recognize in me is just a beautiful thing to see. Like it's it's something that I don't think about on a day to day. I know that I do positive things for people, but the fact that they stick and they linger with people so long, it must mean that it's more than I'm putting stock in. Um, and then the final thing is kind of like I just came from my grandfather's house um, and met a few new family members that I haven't had the pleasure of meeting before. And we we had some stories about my grandfather and things like that. Um, and recognizing some things that could be genetic. Like there were a lot of stories around him that were focused on his generosity and the things that he would do for others um, and not even think about it. And I'm like, that's exactly how I am. Like I'll do something for somebody and not even think about it. Um, so for me, today is is a moment to reflect. I can't wait to see everybody over the weekend. Um, And I have to put it out there that I feel like within the last two years, I've cocooned myself. I haven't been as like outgoing as I normally can be or have been. And I think that it is definitely time to break the cocoon and get back to where I was, um, in, but a smarter version. The version of me that exists is dead, that y'all might be used to from 2013, 14, 15. That person's not coming back. Um, and that is because I've gained a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge over the years. And what I've learned, I think, has only made me a better person um, and more capable of dealing with situations in a way that I would deem is way more appropriate than back then. Um, And so I think it's time to return to some of the behaviors that I used to do, but I'm not returning to that individual. Um, And that individual will probably never, ever come back. And we don't got no uh, from the dead. (laughs) We don't got no three days potion over here. Yeah. We ain't got got no tales of the crip over there. Yeah. We don't, we don't got none of that. Um, But I think this new version, you know, the caterpillar, the cocoon and the butterfly, I think this new version uh, is one that people are going to enjoy a lot as well. So I want to thank everybody for all the birthday wishes and for all of the love and the support and for reminding me um, of the type of person that I used to be in terms of generosity. I'm not saying that I haven't been that, but I definitely have retracted based off of there's bad experiences and not one to deal with it. Honestly, you know, the more you interact with people, the more chances you have to have these negative um, experiences or these goofy situations. And I just was in a space where I'm like, I don't want to deal with none of that. Um, but life goes on, things happen and you got to appreciate every single day that you're here. That's so you can't, you can't 
recluse yourself for too long. Big facts. Um, but let's get right into it. Our fucking memory card got about forty, an uh, hour forty, and this nigga gotta go soon anyway. So we gonna <sighs> we gonna get through trash. as much shit <laughs> as we possibly can. Um, where you want to start, bro? You want to start with Drake and Button, or you want to start with, <laughs> with right out the fucking gate? <laughs> you want to start with Jada Pinkin and <laughs> what? one you want? I don't start? know which one. They both bad, by the way. They're both like, what the fuck? We can start with Drake and Button. We can start with Drake because we gotta ease our way into fucking Jada. I don't know what the fuck. Going we gonna on be on Jada for about yeah, an hour. Be on for about an hour. What the fuck, man? We'll we'll punch in the air. He really isn't a parachute. Punch in the air right now, Yo. and he's not doing shit. <laughs> he ain't doing shit. So as y'all all know, right? Drake dropped his project Friday. Fall of dogs. Fall of dogs. Fall of dogs. Out in stores now on all public platforms. Um, roof. Joe Budden does his podcast, right? Which he always critiques music, and especially of the artists that yeah. he likes. Doesn't matter who the artist is. Drake's project. Uh huh. Fall of dogs. Common consensus, yeah, that for Drake, yeah, it's not his best project. Nah, for for the Drake we know, nah. It, it is it a bad project? I wouldn't say that. The shit might grow on niggas in two months. Who knows? I've been listening it, to it. I I like sonically. I like the project. Like I said last week, right? I do like the sound of the project. Your favorite song, Virginia Beach. You be bumping that. Virginia shit, Beach, man. be fire. There's a couple that added on to my shit. BBL you know I mean? love is crazy too. <laughs> BBL, BBL love is crazy. The project is not bad. <laughs> that bad bunny record could go though. That yeah, shit. I don't know what that was. <laughs> That, like what the fuck did y'all try to do? That might have been the worst Drake record I ever heard. Oh wow, of damn. all time. Oh damn. Yeah, all all of them. I don't like that one. I don't like. It. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, Drake, scrap it. Yeah, it, the second one is too sexy. Them two is oh is yeah, nice too, and too sexy. I I dislike that song <laughs> to the fucking death of me. Shout out to uh, shout out to her in a positive way. I was about to say her name. We can't go say yeah, her name. Can't, can't do yeah, that. It, it, it's gonna get crazy. You can't do that. Yeah, one of my exes used to love that fucking song. We used to be in the house smoker who cause she used to play. I'm like, turn that bullshit off. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Get that shit this up. Is a out of fucking here. commercial. Turn that get shit that off. Get that shit up out of here, fuck. man. Um But yeah. Common consensus is that a lot of people yeah, it's not his best. don't really see it as his best work. Right. Now, is it worth hating on? I wouldn't say that. Uh, that's a stretch. Um, and I don't think what Joe... I listened to the actual episode. Joe Butter did not hate on him No, when he critiqued the album. He actually bigged them up for most of the episode. You're right. Um, it's just that what Drake put in his content, and that's what we said before. Yeah, well, well that's what we said first. The content... is like, whose audience are you speaking to now? You talk about a 21-year-old. You talk about a 25-year-old. What the fuck? You're, you're shooting at ops. You got ops. You're putting money on niggas' heads. You gangster now. You I a don't thug. know what's going on. You, you even say in one of the songs, like, yo, you, you just started the gangster yeah, shit about a couple years ago. Yeah, you just started to get gangster. Ago. I was like, wait, what the fuck happened to this nigga? Man? And I'm sorry. We have to remind you, Drake. Like, we love you. This is with all love. Been the biggest fan of you since you been out. Right. You 37, dog. Right It's a little embarrassing To be talking like that Right That's just the reality If me and this nigga Can't get away with that I definitely can't get away with that If we walk into a spot Right now Talk about Yo we got ops And we about to put a finger In the FedEx box (laughs) 
Like, I'm like, shut the fuck up, you bumba clock. <laughs> get your bum get ass. Get your bum ass out the fucking store. Yo, y'all niggas is in your 30s. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta stop. Nigga, so you, gotta, you gotta clock in them all, nigga. <laughs> Go to work, bitch. You work at 3 o'clock. Yeah, what the fuck are y'all niggas talking about? Shut your fucking big right. ass up. Shut up. So if we can't do it, you, you can't. can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. That's to me, that was the, the total critique. It's like, yo, you're getting older and the way... To express if this is art based off your life, as it's supposed right, to be, as it's supposed to be right because that's what has pretty much been your whole career up until this point is questionable now. Right, it just we don't feels know, yeah like hits. You're right. just putting trying to pull hits together. What's going on, nigga? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. You maybe you might need a you might need to actually take a break for real. Take yeah. that break, brother. Take that break. A whole year off, if if that, please. Like get inspired because this is not inspired work. Nah, and that's what Joe Budden pretty much said. Um. But Drake had some sass back. That sass was insane, though. Drake that told him, you are listening to a failed rapper that had to change careers because for what he did, it didn't work. Try to tell someone who is successful what the formula is. And on top of that, we used to hang your jersey. We don't even remember the jersey number. We're not remembering your jersey number is really insane if we used to hang that bitch. That's I'm, I'm making the correlation right now. This is kind of crazy. This is Drake's Kanye sway moment. Yeah, 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 hell yeah, yeah. Like you ain't got the answers. I bought you, you your first TV. Answers. I bought you your first TV. <laughs> you ain't got the answers, sway. Kanye, Connor, no, you ain't got the answers. I bought you your first TV, nigga. You didn't buy my first TV. I bought you your first TV. Yo, this is Drake's Kanye sway moment, son. And, and right now, Joe Budden is sway. Joe Budden is sway, bro. It's unfortunate. The parallel is crazy right Drake, now. Drake is officially Kanye. Well, I pray he don't. Do I don't hope he don't go all the yeah, way down the, the rabbit all the way hole. Down the rabbit. He go all Somebody the way down. catch this nigga, man. Because if he go down, I'm really going to cry. I'm going to cry. Yeah, because we, we miss the old Kanye. Like we, 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 we do. I didn't even cry for the old Kanye because I thought he was it was a gimmick. But no, this is actually. <laughs> no, that yes. nigga's crazy. He's Drake, it won't be a gimmick. That'll really be who he becomes. No, if we don't catch him. This is his moment. Yeah. Um. Drake, what what Joe Budden was saying to you was not wrong. Maybe the the delivery maybe wasn't the delivery the best. wasn't the best. Maybe maybe niggas make mistakes on podcasts all the time. But what he told you, the message, the truth, is not wrong. Listen, yeah. that project is not a bad musical project. Nah, got some slappers on that motherfucker. Is it if it's what Drake thought the culture needed? That's a problem. Yeah, 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 you're misreading the culture. If you thought that that's what the culture needed from you, oh yeah, from you in particular, yeah, yeah. it's even worse. Yeah, it's even worse. Another artist, maybe from you. Nah, we we hold you too much to a high caliber in terms of music and content. Drake, you are supposed to move the culture and take us to the next level. You're the one who creates the culture. Literally, but this project feels like you're trying to fit in right with what's and happening so now. Happening now versus actually giving us that new sound or perfecting the sound you've already given us and right. just taking that sound to another level, giving us a different level of continuity in terms of what you're actually about to take us into, and then you know for us to catch up to see if you actually get there. That's why I celebrated the the Kendrick project. Right, first of all, it sounded Kendrick, good. Kendrick project was crazy. But 
He didn't fit into whatever drill yeah. shit was going. He, he said, took us nah, to another level. I'm going to do what I did in Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I did in Damn, and I'm going to take it to another level. And he did. Yeah, big And he succeeded. Is, yeah, Big Steppers and Mr. Morale. Mr. Morale and, and the Big Steppers. Classic. Very classic. That's, the shit is like, it's almost... Like when Kendrick did, when Kendrick did Pimp a Butterfly, that's when we knew he was gone. We were yeah. like, all right, this yeah, nigga is out of here. He's a different beast. He's not trying to fit in a mold. He don't give a fuck. He's trying to create what the mold is. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. Nah. This project is so far left from what mainstream right. media is doing right now. Right. And it's still number one. Right. <laughs> okay, my if friend. I, if I got to slap a pussy ass nigga, I'm going to make it look sexy. <laughs> Over jazz beats Over nigga. jazz beats Like niggas like, <laughs> Niggas are smoking tobacco In the back And fucking smoking spliffs And, and niggas is on jazz pianos <laughs> So Joe Budden did uh, Do an episode Which he put behind a paywall I thought that was extra corny But um, <laughs> I thought that shit was trash <laughs> um, He did an episode behind a paywall oh, fuck and he basically was saying how Niggas I need these views to go up Yeah he was like I'm gonna get this coin for these views But I think that was a misstep To be honest like Listen <laughs> we not at Joe Budden level But but still uh, but You let them views build up Let niggas hear what you had to say on, And it was supposed to be when The free episodes come out so Oh no I, Yeah that was, that was, a, that that was nigga, a bad look That nigga backtracked okay he backtracked right. Well before the episode he uh, Birdman jumped into the fray. That Birdman shit. That's something else we gotta talk yeah. about. Birdman, Sandusky, <laughs> Big Blood. You know, what I mean, I'm how a, are you supposed to salute him? I'm a yeah. I'm gonna be very careful with the with the selective wording on on, on air. What I will say is this: we have to get to a particular age <laughs> where we stop saying shit that gives the impression. That we're going to be here forever. You will not. I'm not saying nobody's going to kill you or take you out. You're not going to be here forever. Which means what you said to Joe or what you said on the platform, I should say. That shit is not going to matter in 10 to 15 years. I promise you that. It's actually, it might not matter next year if I'm being honest. For fuck 10, 15, it might not matter next year. We have to get to an age. Because I do is bugging. We have to get to an age where we grow the fuck up. Right. <laughs> Point blank, period. Fuck. Everybody in this fucking scenario needs to grow the fuck up. Y'all niggas is Asian, boy. Y'all Asian. Not right. Asian. You aging. Okay? <laughs> you're getting fucking older. Which means one day you're going to wake up, your left foot is not going to function the way it did two days ago. Niggas gonna say left foot, right foot? Right. One, two, three. Niggas is playing fucking uh, Pictionary. You're gonna wake up one day, you're gonna be in pain in the place of your body, you was never in pain. Your dick not gonna get up the way it used to. You're gonna need help taking a shit. It's gonna be bad. Some of your teeth gonna fall out. It's gonna be bad. All, all facts. Actually, all your teeth might fall out. The moral of the story, all your teeth fall out is crazy. Moral of the story is this. Not only do you have to get to a certain age, you have to get to a certain place. And that doesn't mean literally. That means mentally, emotionally, and consecutively. Because once you get to that place at a certain age, my nigga, you have to stay there. 
Because you can't be venturing out in young people shit at 75. Nigga, that Medicaid better be working for you. Because you might, nigga, you, you might take a misstep and you might actually fall off some shit. The, the, the way the bone might break, the doctor might say, you're too old to have it fixed. Yeah, it can't, it can't get it that can't, back. It, it, you can't get it back. Well, nigga, once you get the surgery, you might be dying just from the pain of the surgery. Or the prescription medication that they give you God to ail the pain. I think they're starting to go into ageism. Yeah, it's starting to go into ageism. <laughs> I, I apologize. Well, the moral of the story is this. Y'all older cats got to know when to just stay out of the younger people's conversation. Just stay out of it. Even if you feel some type of way. We don't need to know how you feel. Really, we don't. The culture don't need that. Nigga, we don't need that. And damn sure social media don't need that. I rest my case. You're right. So, Joe Budden uh, basically says in the interview, well, not an interview, sorry, in the um, the podcast episode that's behind a paywall, he essentially says that Drake DM'd him. And Drake DM'd him and basically said, yo, I don't really give a fuck about your opinion regarding the music, but you talking about all I'm saying, you talking about... The women I'm fucking and my friends trying to paint a picture and a narrative, I don't do well with. I don't fuck with that. And Joe says he responds like, well, all I said was what you put in your own lyrics. You said you're fucking 25-year-olds. I didn't put that narrative on you. God damn. In actuality, Drake said he's fucking 21-year-olds. He really did say 21 If we keep it in the bean He said 21 in one song And 25 in another Yeah he said 21 in that first song I was like And he said 21 And I don't mean savage I'm like I said yeah I don't Yeah I don't know I don't I don't know I can't get with this one I can't get behind this one brother Cause I don't know What you're talking about sir Please let this be a fallacy In a lie Yeah Yeah please I was like alright You painting a picture of like Old you Like Like 2013 right Right that's it what can't be about. now it can't, it can't be 2023 2023 is Are you okay? Yeah like Well Who what, are you partying with bro? Yachty? <laughs> Let that nigga party with the other niggas Let that nigga fuck the 21 Cause J. Cole not even partying with that nigga And they doing records together What made you think that bar was cold? That shit was That shit was cold <laughs> That shit, was, that shit was negative 15 Nigga Antarctica Yeah by, by itself by the way Nobody was there When it was cold. Fuck boys down Negative 15 Right <laughs> Niggas don't wanna go outside I heard that shit I was like Wait Is there an explanation That, that goes along with this bar There was no explanation He went to the next bar after that. He didn't explain it He went he to the next he bar He didn't stop the song said, Okay he didn't He didn't fix that He <laughs> He said, all right, said, I'll let y'all niggas decide. Nigga, we decide that it's not good. He said 21, <laughs> no savage. Right. Then he said he seen her from across the room. So I was like, oh, okay, he's just seeing you admiring right. a beautiful girl. You find out she's right. 21. Then he said he took her home. Right. He ate a pussy. You my honey bun. Right. And that's when I was like, right, I don't know, dogs. Yeah. Uh, I can't get with nigga, you. I like honey buns. They don't taste that good. <laughs> yeah. <I> don't <laughs> taste that good. Little Debbie's don't make them that good, nigga. <laughs> then you're like, all right. You, you might think, all right, maybe that's just that one song. Then he goes to 25 years. Right. Now, I'm not mad at you dealing with a 25-year-old. 25 is a pretty good, for your age, it's pretty standard. It's still in the, it's it's still still in in the, the standard little, deviation. You know, <laughs> it's like, all right, you, you almost there, nigga. Yeah, it's, it's like, she all right. Almost, she almost 27. Yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, bruh, 
Okay. You're nigga, you're teetering. Yeah. <laughs> nigga, you're teetering. Okay. We we don't yeah, it's it's not, it's not a seesaw either. I ain't man. mad at it, but I'm like, I don't know what you think you're gonna get from that. Right. You're probably not going to get the experience you want. Your quality of expectation should be very low, nigga. The yeah. TV should be fussing right now. It yeah. should, be, should be the white and black pixels coming up on it. And he's like, yo, telling me 25 is no excuse. No, nigga, it is. Yeah, 25 for you, nigga. 37, yeah. it's an excuse. Yeah, yeah, y'all have a gap, my nigga. There's a gap there. It's a big-ass gap, nigga. There's a gap. And you too grown, nigga. You about to be 40 and 3. And it's like, <laughs> nigga. Nigga, when we in blink, three is nigga, you will be 40, bitch. Yeah, like. And when you 40, my nigga, you better not be talking about no 25-year-old. Yeah, 27. Like, are, don't don't age it up two years. you are, better be buying gifts for your nieces and nephews, yeah, nigga. Yeah, like. I don't want to hear that bullshit again. <laughs> ever. Like, it's like, yo, Drake, you probably are going to have these romantic issues with women that are a decade younger than you. Because you have a decade of experience and a decade of living over them and so unless that person is really really mature unless that person's ready to be a stepmom at 25 some are I'm not saying Damn. that's outside the room i know 21 they they most likely aren't but 25 they 21, might one she looking at you like nigga what the fuck are you talking yeah, about yeah oxtails and fucking jerk chicken that's every it, day nigga. <laughs> like so unless um, unless you know what i mean you just looking to smash, right? I mean, if you're looking to smash too, even at that age, like nigga, you could it it, it could be somebody else. There's some fine thirty year olds yeah, out I was there. To say it's definitely some some fine thirty five year olds that's closer to your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some fine. I mean, that 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 give you the feel of a twenty five, not feeling sexually, like feel like I call it off a of face. But she looks pretty young for her age. I'm actually thirty five. Oh, wow, I thought you was like you know twenty eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some of those yeah, out there. There's some of those out there, Drake. You might want to explore those endeavors. And Drake, you've probably you've probably been around way more than we've been around. And nigga, probably is a loose word, nigga. It's nigga. He it's imperative for him to be. Bernice Burgos I, I've met her once I've been around her once I wouldn't even say I met her I've been around her once That man I think they dated at some point Nigga You know that's out there What the I fuck are you doing with a 21 year old put a baby in the oven so fast What? I don't even, I don't even know why she ain't got I, I, We just gonna leave her alone She got a daughter No I'm talking about by more rappers Why she ain't got more kids Oh Yep we gonna move right, on Yeah we gonna move, we gonna move right on. on Bernice we, we love you Alright Um. Okay yeah, this beef is a little weird. I don't even think it's beef. Uh, it, to me, it sounds kind of. Joe personal. Budden says it's not beef. Nah, it's not beef. It's not beef on his end. But Drake being this upset, nah, he's really upset. I'm like, damn, you took it. Yeah, he's he took it there. It, the, it's indicating something. The to zoom me, in though. with the fedora is insane. The zoom in the with, the with the fedora was wild. And then one of his comments was about like where, like, 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 like where he lives versus yeah, he where said he lives. Like the, what the nine seven three nine or something? seven three and then he was like, but I'm really no, I think it was six nine three and then he said, but I'm but he said, but I live in a in a seven six seven. I'm like, nigga, are you talking about where y'all live based on zip codes? <laughs> nigga, what? is that a jumbo jet? <laughs> nigga, are we talking about area codes on 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 a, on a motherfucking home phone, nigga? Y'all, nigga, you got Drake, you got to cut it out, bro. We, we nigga, we expected more from you. Come on now, you're not even acting your age right now. Come on, bro. Yeah, like like. Even the botheredness about the critiques about this album tells me something. We all gonna have a critique. It tells me something. It either tells me that he was not a hundred percent sure about this album. Damn, if he wasn't sure, I would have never put it out. Or it tells me that like he really is is like feeling like this is his best work, and he's not understanding why he's not in lockstep with the culture right now. Nigga, if he think this is his best work, he need to cut his hair. 
when he when that boy cut his hair, he gonna be back. Cut everything yeah. off too. The facial yeah. hair too, nigga. Yeah, T- nigga, t- take us back to when you was doing take care. What it also might be indicating to me is that you got, and this is another Kanye parallel. You might have too many people around you telling you yes, and not challenging you, and not telling you now nah, you could do better. Because these last three albums, her lost, uh, her lost, uh, certified lover boy, and for all the dogs. Sound like whatever you say you want to do, the niggas is like, yeah, that's fire. And on his IG post, you don't allow people to comment. Yeah, he, unless he limited it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, unless he knows you. So that, naturally, that's trash. all you're going to get is positive. And I'm not against it. You got to protect your mental health. But at what point are you surrounding yourself too much with people that are only telling you that you're the greatest and not pushing you? Like, you can tell, Hungry Drake was at the bottom of the totem pole. Everybody was pushing him. Hungry Drake was crazy. You got Birdman probably telling you, yo, you ain't shit. You got Lil Wayne probably telling you, nigga, you ain't shit. shit. You got Nicki Minaj on the side of you, like, nigga, I'll be bigger than you in in, in a fucking minute. Right. You got Tiger who was trying to run up on you from behind. Pause if necessary. Uh, You got, you had a a lot of people that were challenging you. Once you got out of the camp, and you got to that level of like, nah, I stand on my own. Now you sitting here and it's like, wait a minute. There's Big Sean. There's ASAP Rocky. There's J. Cole. You had competition within the environment. So you still was like, ah, I got to beat him. And then once you kind of elevated from that, niggas was like, oh, you might be the next yay or ho. Right. And you had to prove, yeah, nigga, I am that, if not better. Right. So when I jump on their records, I got to go stupid. And for the most part, nigga, you did. And then once you elevated past that, it seems like you got to the top of the hill and said, let me just feast and get fat. Artistically, let me feast and get fat. If I was at the top, nigga, I would act like I'm still at the bottom. You have to. Especially if I'm Drake, nigga, because I know niggas want to be up here, but there's only one. There's only room enough for one of us, nigga. And if it's going to be me, then nigga, I got to act like I'm at the bottom, too. I gotta act like I'm at the bottom. Yeah, and he not acting. You right? He not acting like that. The nigga who's acting like he's at the bottom, and we know that nigga is super humble. So where he's at, nigga, he about to surpass is a nigga J, uh, Jermaine Cole, aka J Cole. He's about to be at the top. J Cole's about to be at the top of the fucking mountaintop, nigga. Next year, I'm ex- whatever album he put out, whatever project he put out next year, I'm running to it. He going all the way. I'm running to so it. So get ready, nigga. I, I hope the fall off comes out before next year. If the fall off comes out, nigga, December twenty fifth, nigga, we gonna oh have a my great God. holiday, rocking around the Christmas tree, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. It's gonna be a cold fucking winter, boy, figuratively and literally. So, before we get into Jada, because that that really is a uh, that really is a deep dive conversation. We gotta really talk about it. Nah, we really do. I heard she got a book coming out too. They say no, it's out. That's where all this shit is coming from. All right, dog. If you did this to push a book, you really need help. You got to stop the red table. You got to stop. Before we get there, (laughs) got to cut it out. (laughs) There was an interesting story about Chris Brown in Stomp the Yard. So, Will Packer. Will Packer. Can you please come to the front of the congregation, please? Will Packer is one of the biggest in movies right now. One of the top directors of all time. Period. So he basically says, listen, y'all, 
a lot of y'all asked the same question. Who asked just put, these questions though? Is my I don't know, but it's it, it's been circulating. I don't know oh. who asked him directly. Oh, okay. But it's been circulating. This question has been circulating. I mean, we, we nigga, we asked the question the first time we saw the movie. Why Every, we have to die in the beginning? Everybody's had to Ten like, minutes, we ain't seen the, the nigga dead. What the fuck? We I came here for Chris. I came to see this nigga. <laughs> who the fuck is this? Who is Who's Columbus Short? <laughs> who is the short nigga, nigga named Columbus Short? Wait, he a dancer too? What the fuck? I thought that nigga was an actor. So he said, Chris Brown was never supposed to be the focal point of the movie. My nigga, obviously... <laughs> We I mean, know Nigga he was dead We know You killed his character The nigga said The nigga's brother It was always supposed to be About Columbus Short Cool That's cool He said the brother Was originally supposed to be Someone from Did he say B2K Which which group I don't wanna fuck it up I don't, I don't remember Oh listen The moral of the story is Bro I feel like the movie Would have done so much better Had you just let Chris Live a little longer let, Let's play the clip Let's play okay. the clip Okay so Packer and I am the producer of Stomp the Yard. So I get asked all the time, how come you kill Chris Brown in the first five minutes of Stomp the Yard? I came to see the movie to see Chris Brown. Y'all made it seem like it was Chris Brown's movie. I get there and he dies in the first five minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's fact. Well, I mean, it's first of all, he doesn't die in the first five minutes, okay? It's 10 minutes. Shut the he fuck up. Yes, come on, nigga. Shut up. At 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Second of all, Chris Brown was never intended to be the star of Stomp the Yard. We had this movie. It was about Columbus Short going to Truth University and joining a fraternity. We always wanted to have a scene where we showed why he ends up leaving LA to go to college. I want him shits with the dip though. Because his brother dies. That was always a <coughs> setup. It wasn't gonna be Chris Brown. In fact, at one time, it was gonna be one of the guys from You Got Served because Stomp the Yard was originally pitched as a sequel to You Got Served. Mm. That's another story. Okay. All right. So you said one of the guys from You Got Served. Nigga, you're talking about B2K. <laughs> yeah, come B2K, on. B2K, all the members of B2K was in the fucking movie. <laughs> Their names are Omarion, <laughs> Little Fizz, Raz B. said one of the niggas from You Raz B and fucking J-Bug, nigga. What the fuck, nigga? What are you, what are you talking about? And then you want to be... <laughs> Politically correct. First of all, he didn't die in the first for five minutes. He died in the first ten and fifteen. 50, 50, Motherfucker, do we give fuck a fuck? Up. We don't care about that. Nigga, you killed them off, and you know why we was coming to the movie, nigga. Nigga, the trailers was misleading. Divide that by CP time. That's five minutes, my Easy. nigga. He was done in five minutes. Nigga, we only saw three dance moves, and the nigga was dead. Yeah, that's five minutes. Uh, yeah, come on, bro. The fuck, he went from smiling to dying. Now, <laughs> Will Packer, I think. The movie would have been better if 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 Chris would have lived a little longer. Hell, fucking yeah! Year. You could still have year. that same storyline. I could have had some more nostalgic moments when they was kids growing right, up, something. practicing dance moves together. Y'all didn't have that shit. Or kill one of their friends. Facts. Or have Chris be in the crossfires of a friend getting killed. Yeah, some shit like that, nigga. Y'all took him out in the first ten minutes. Now, granted, I still love. I love Stomp the Yard. Nah, Stomp the Yard is a fire movie. We not we the nigga. Yeah, don't get it twisted. Don't the, the, what we we passionate about <laughs> this in in terms of Chris Brown's character. However, Stomp the Yard was a fucking ima- and to know that it was gonna be a, a sequel to You Got Served. That's kind of lit. You Got Served was insane. By the way, they should they should have made another one. You Got Served was fire. Okay, You Got Served is, is a classic. By the way, Just, we're gonna we're gonna put that out. There. We're gonna put that on the table. Okay. All right, we put that buffer there. All right, yeah, you know, we, we laughed a little bit about that. Um, this, I don't know if we're going to be laughing about this one now. 
No. How to be in partnership, right? And in regards to so many surprising things in the book. Oh, you already know what time it is. Yeah, it's yeah. It's time for us to yes, yes. To, to freeze up. To freeze up and wrap this motherfucker up, basically. Let's let's try it again. August I've seen a bunch of things in, in the book, but the thing that surprised me the uh, that I actually had to reread it because right. I said, "Is this true?" Right. Was that in 2016, you and Will decided to separate that you were going to live <laughs> completely separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce on paper, right? But it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year right. 2016, Just trying to make which it sound is good. seven years ago now, <laughs> yes, y'all have been. Apart. Yeah. Not the. <laughs> but in public, so the couple who married in 1997 denied the gossip about their marriage. Over the next several years, Jada and Will kept up the appearance of a committed married couple. This is so, the part that bothers me. That like So. All right. So because there's a little bit of, you know, stop and go with that. Long story short, Jada put a book out within the book. She talks about, naturally, her marriage to Will Smith. One of the pieces of the book that everybody is kind of confused about and asking questions and in some instances coming at Jada is in regards to the fact that she says that they've been split since 2016. 2016 split is insane, nigga. Seven years, nigga. Now, within that time, we had the August Alcina joint. We definitely did. We had that before COVID. We had uh, Will smacking Chris. Before Will smacked Chris, Will Smith had did a 50th birthday where he was jumping off fucking buildings and doing all type of weird shit. We we had the conversation after at the Red Table Talk where Will and Jada spoke about the slap. We also had the Red Table Talk where Will and Jada spoke about August Alsina. Mm -hmm. We had Jaden Smith put out a dope-ass project. Sire. we had uh, Jada have her children write letters to Tupac. <laughs> the black of the bear, sweet of the juice, and the dark of the flesh, and the deep of the roots. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Y'all gonna never let this nigga die. He can never die, actually. Tupac is immortal. He can never fucking just die. Fuck! Now... My good friend Naomi, who's been on the show several Jeez, times, shout out to Naomi. Can't wait to see you this weekend. Damn, she said the issue she has is not with Will and Jada; it's with the public and the fact that every marriage is different, and people should have the ability to tend to their marriage how they need to without the criticism. And I 100% agree with that. However, I think there is a difference between people giving unsolicited criticism to someone's marriage where the people did not invite you in and people having something to say about a marriage that it seems like you've been invited into. And when it comes to Will and Jada, it feels like at every twist and turn, they invite us into their relationship. That's a fact. I know more about their marriage than I than I, than I than I do about my parents. 
And that's crazy. I grew up with my parents. And they're they're providing us with the information. Besides the August Alcina situation. That shit was crazy. Like the initial part of the situation, right? right? August Alcina opened the door. He opened the door with that. They did not ask for all of that to be out there. And it's very evident that they did not want that. They they wanted that private. Yeah, they wanted to handle that privately. That was never supposed to be. It was, yeah, it was too late. But what they decided to do after was on them. Where it's like, okay, well, you know what? Let's invite everybody into this conversation of reconciliation regarding this. Or let's tell everybody how we reconcile. The second thing is that that bothers me in particular about the situation. Not so much the two people. Live y'all lives. Do what y'all do. But why keep up the facade and then act like you have a, a perfect marriage? Right. That's that is the problem. Why in public act like y'all have this really unique marriage that works for y'all when y'all aren't together? Right. Why do that? That's the weird part to me. That's where I'm like, yo, I still don't have an answer that I can land on. Besides, yes, it's nobody's business. But when you it's like when people say like omission is not a lie. Right. Like certain omissions definitely starting to go into lie territory. Why are you omitting? Not even omitting. You are actually lying. You are actually telling people like y'all are still in this marriage together, but y'all live in separate lives. Y'all clearly are separated, and I'm sure he's fucking whoever he's fucking. Oh, I'm you sure. You fucking whoever yeah. you fucking. Uh-huh. Y'all just got caught with August Alcina. August Alcina let it out. He let it be known. Y'all shit is really, you know, really shaky, basically. Right. And then, and that's what you get for fucking a young nigga. Young niggas can't keep their mouth closed. Nah. You should have been fucking an older nigga. That nigga was thoroughly invested. That yeah. nigga was. Yeah, he fell in love. That nigga fell in love. That nigga might be hitting her line right now. Oh, you put it, you made it public. Time for me to get back in the saddle. I was saddle. about to say, him getting back now is probably not a bad idea. Listen, if they, if. <laughs> If Jada walk her ass down a red carpet hand in hand with this nigga, the world would go on fire. The world would actually burn. Like we see, we see a skid mark on that fucking red carpet. The red, the red carpet gonna be a fire carpet. That shit would go insane. <laughs> nigga, nothing is off the table with those two. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. It's not like it's impossible, bro. It's very possible. It's, nigga, nigga, it's possible. Like tomorrow, this shit, this shit can happen right now, nigga. They playing. They, they on the phone talking about it. Your thoughts on this, bro? Um, I think they need a divorce. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> like it's feeling a little bit toxic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, and I read something today on Facebook. Shout out to um Alasha Bennett, master coach, teacher, master relationship guru. She said something that I that I resonate with. She goes. I know you guys are upset with Jada, but you know that was a marriage decision, right? There's no way she could have put that information in the book had she not consulted her husband. They know that that she's promoting her book. That's like Will saying something prior to promoting his book, which I feel like he did say something prior to promoting his book, and then his book went number one. Because it's Jada, by default, the book going to go number one. Now it's going to go number one probably twice, three times because she's spilling the tea that he, they, I'm pretty sure he didn't spill this tea in his book. And I'm pretty sure they were selective about what they were putting in each other's books too. Because 
why would you not tell your wife when the whole world gonna read it? Nigga, you might as well tell me. Cause if I gotta read the shit and you ain't tell me, nigga, we definitely get a divorce. They alluded to it in that red table talk, but they said that at the time Yeah, at the time. They were separated. They were not separated. that they are currently not that they were currently separated. And you know ben, what? You're right. And Ben separated. You know what, nigga? You're right. Yo, there's some crafty motherfuckers. Yeah. They said at the there's time we were separated. Yeah, you're right. I think you make a good point though In terms of a lot of people Are quick to always blame Jada Right Willen did some goofy shit too of And course. a lot of the stuff That has happened Since they've been separated Is on Will in my opinion yeah. Like slapping Chris Rock <clears throat> Knowing y'all not even together Y'all are just putting on a facade Of being together And granted I'll give some grace They did say that They were trying to figure it out So maybe there were moments Where they were like all right, we could get back together, and they thought that it was coming back together, and so they presented as if they were together, um, and then there, maybe there were moments where they knew that they weren't getting back together, or they felt like being separate was fine. I still think that you pushed out, y'all were married, instead of just, yo, we're separated, but we're still working it out. Cool, we don't, when I'm not privy to it or whatever, you know, we are the public, but for him to go and slap that man, and that, yes, that's still your wife, but that y'all not in a relationship. So for you to go through all of that, to me, indicates that you are trying to overcompensate for an area in which she has pointed out and said that you don't do that she needs from you. And I do feel like I could be making this shit up, but I feel like there was a moment where Will said Jada felt like. He didn't do a good job protecting her. Yeah. And for me, that slap is just a symbolic representation of him trying to show her, look, I can protect you if necessary. And a lot of what I've been hearing when it comes to their relationship, it sounds like Jada having a particular expectation, Will thinking that he is meeting that expectation, and then Jada telling him that's not what I wanted. Like with the house situation. Yeah, where he was like, "Yo, I, I went, built this house for you. I built this house for you," she and she like, said, I, even want it. "I never even asked for that." Right, and that feels like that's been their whole entire relationship. Right, niggas just doing shit, but they're not really communicating about what the other person really wants at the at this moment in time. They just like, "Oh, let me go off based on what I think they need." Nigga, get out. Nah, seriously, <laughs> get out, bro. Yeah, that's not. It's not gonna work. I ain't gonna put it on her. But that <laughs> right now, it's not working. And I think both parties need to really be like, you know what? To settle all grievances, we just need to officially divorce. Fuck a separation. We always going to be in each other's lives. We got kids. We can never really separate, but we can get divorced. Yeah. We don't have to actually be together. And also, too, you got to know, all jokes aside, you got to know when the relationship is over. You actually have to know when it run when it's ran its course. Once you actually know when it's ran its course, when it's run its course, you're actually gonna be in a better headspace. That doesn't mean you're gonna it doesn't have to get crazy deep like, oh, I gotta find somebody else, or you're gonna find somebody. My nigga, y'all had a moment, y'all had a time, y'all had a life, y'all had a great life at that. Both of y'all successful in your own right. Beautiful kids, beautiful home. Uh, Jada reinvigorated her whole fucking career off of a podcast. Mm-hmm. My nigga, that says a lot. And a woman of her age and of her stature, she could have just been chilling at home, uh, getting money off of you. Someone said, I thought she had alopecia. Where the hair come from? I said, uh, oh, my I, see, now y'all niggas play too much. 
Nigga, we giving out Franks today. Y'all niggas play too much. All right, y'all gotta calm down. Y'all gotta chill out. I was dying. Y'all make a joke out of Eddie. <laughs> that's why. That's why the nigga got slapped. Cause y'all niggas want. Y'all just want to play. Yeah, yeah, just wanna yeah, everything <laughs> everything's not a joke, nigga. You can get slapped too, nigga. Like stop. I'm not saying by Will. You might get slapped by August Alcina next, nigga. God damn. Or Chris Rock. Supposedly hollering at her at the, some the, point. They could say though she said and that was weird too. Nah, and man, I, I, was like, why, I was like, why would you? I would have left that alone. Why would you say that? Yeah, what? Well, added more no, sprinkle you on. You added like, more context to why right. he got bitch well, slapped. I was, like, I was like, now that's why he really got. Yeah, Will knew. Will knew. That niggas, niggas trying to dick oh, her out. Oh, you think this a game? Right. You keep saying my bitch name? Right. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I got what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nigga, this really the Furious Five. Uh, the rap group is right here, nigga. Happy 50th, bitch. Fucking playing with me. Now to the boogie. Hey, dun, 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 dun. hey it's fucking time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Fuck. This nigga slapped the shit out. I mean, I would probably slap the shit out of him too. If After I, that, yeah. If I knew in the if, back if of my I mind, know, yo. Because you heard a rumor that we was divorced a you month thought, later, you, you tried to the market. You tried to scoop her up, nigga. You not my kin. You not my friend. I bet this the last motherfucking time you That's keep talking. You are fantasizing about my wife's pussy in your mouth. That's it. That's why you keep saying her name. Uh huh. So now I gotta slap the shit out of you. I'm gonna slap the taste out your mouth, nigga. I'm Jada gonna- said I thought it was a skit. Nigga when, nigga when she said she thought it was a skit I said well I'll be damned <laughs> Will Smith is really a bitch He's really a he's, he's a bitch in this relationship How you thought that was a skit He dead looked at you You look tight And he said alright let me get up and slap the shit out this nigga I mean he really had no choice And from the context that she provided He really had no choice <laughs> <laughs> Nigga it's either you get up or you get up You was not gonna, not gonna get up nigga you had to get up um, God almighty This free side is so going crazy By the way <laughs> This shit really go You would have you thought It was scripted Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> You would have thought We was running off A of fucking uh, Scantron Nope Nope It's just It's just how the night's yeah, going That's how That's how we are <laughs> Let's play this clip Okay Heck you and go Alright Oh yeah This clip is nasty Play we're work. here Everything was so reason. good This nasty work This is definitely nasty Yeah work. it's real nasty if it wants to play. Yeah, if it wants to play. I mean, hopefully it don't play with a gun, but yeah. Let's, let's, let's try this. Yeah, yeah like. Come on, pull it back. A few months back, you and Gunplay were here. Everything was so good. Yeah, like. What happened? It was honestly going good. Right. It's when the whole chain situation came out. Gunplay God. bought. What did we Ross say about chain? that motherfucking chain? my approval. People we, keep we really saying I married this man for money. There was no money to have. Jeez. Like my dad right there, was making sure we had right there, because when I met him, he was up. Yeah. I married for love, not money. Right there, I wanted right. to help him because I felt like as your wife, I want to support you and bring you up. But don't sit here and act like oh, you was Jay Z or some shit. Let's be oh, for real. Like my parents were taking care of me oh, and a grown ass man. Like damn. I just felt like, why are we gifting somebody who's a multimillionaire a big ass chain? So that's where our beef kind of started. It's just like priorities. I would be mm. crazy. Like I felt like my priorities was my daughter, her health, and our finances. I would beef. His priorities were, I want this certain look. I he would beef. Like, oh crazy. no, I gotta thank my brother. Send his ass a thank you card. So like, card. does Rick Ross be looking out for him? Like I had questions all the time. I'm like, hey, he's like, oh no, I don't want to bother that man. Like you know, 
I don't want another man you paying for my but you better my man about daddy papers. <laughs> when I came into the picture, right. they weren't even on speaking terms. I don't blame him from distant himself for Richard and us. Like this is a lot of going on. You don't want that on your brand. I wouldn't. So like we see like little baby them giving they. It's two hundred thousand dollars for their birthday, like you know, shit like that all the time. Right, so it was yeah. like, so he didn't take care of you, like pay the bills. When I met him, I had my own place. You know, we hanging out. He comes spends the night because he was drunk. Mm -hmm. Well, a few days turned into a few weeks, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, um, we we ain't gonna go home. Yo, this he goes, <laughs> we might as well just live together. I'm like I've been here. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. You've been here. It's right. been like a month and a half now. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just moving together. Right, right, right. We moved in together. We was having fun off of my dad's expense. <laughs> I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. We're dating. We haven't even known each other long enough. Like, yeah. what the fuck am I going to do with a whole baby right now? Right. And clearly he wasn't nowhere near financially stable. So I'm like, this is the real Bahamas. We're going to bring a baby into a broke house. Broke. You, you guys would always go wrong. That shit's yeah. so well, at first, <laughs> Like, what percent would he pull out? Like, half of the time or? The interview majority of the time. He's wild. Yeah. The, the love, the all that. It ain't worth it. Now I can go so back he, to my so, so he was better in bed than like the other guys. This nigga getting a hot take. I mean, that hood shit hit different. Wait, wait, it was what? it was good, but not the hood shit. Hit <laughs> hood shit hit different. Go crazy. The hood shit, bro. We yo, we we might need that clip. The hood shit hit different is insane right now. What the fuck does that even mean? That as sounds a, crazy. As an interviewer, as to, an interview ask that, to ask that, that nigga need to get bitch slapped too. <laughs> well, 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 we need nigga. We giving our franks. We giving out we giving out Franks today. This nigga need this nigga talk about the name Jersey. <laughs> Yo, Jersey, I'm doing the podcast. Let me hit you back. Um, <laughs> yo, what the fuck, dog? The interviewer. That nigga was like, I'm going for blood today. Whatever I gotta say, I'ma say it. Hood shit hit different is insane. That hood dick. That hood dick. I don't I don't, I don't know what that feels like. That shit like. threw me so far off. I I've what? never given hood dick. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, <I> wait. <laughs> Choking a bitch right. up. You win my chain. Yeah. Yeah. Take that shit. The stupid chain, bitch. The chain you gonna give to Rick Ross. First of all. Okay, there's mad layers to this layers fucking. There's a lot. She's, she's really bugging though. Oh my god, I would have never did this interview. She was wilding. She was wilding because I know that you are trying to put context right, to why but, you're divorcing him, right. More than just that one incident, that one which incident. all you needed was the incident. Oh, you just got to bring that up, not the other shit. But you made yourself look goofier, right? You bad as fuck, by the way. Right, yeah, so she, I hope I, mean, she, I hope you don't she, get mad at this. She, she really is bad. Yeah, as she's fuck. bad as fuck. I mean, we said that before. We said it last with time. The DJ Envy thing <laughs> before it got to this level. Yeah, she's bad and, as fuck. And, and with the Rick Ross shit, you are bad as fuck. But we gotta call you out on some bullshit. Yeah, like <laughs> every sentence right. or every layer that you and added it to just this got worse. You sounded goofy because it it's like okay. So when you met him, he had no money. Okay, why why were you dealing with him? You said for love. Right. I respect well, that. I, I respect that too. I respect it. Cool. Yeah, well, which sounded genuine. Then it got crazy. Then you was like, the nigga was always on drugs. <laughs> That's insane. So the nigga niggas not financing nothing. Right. Always on drugs. Right. Then the nigga says, Yo, 
you know, I came to visit. I've been here for a couple weeks. Let me move in. I might as well. And then you say, fuck it. Might as well. I mean, it's, it's nigga, you been here. Nigga, what? That don't even make sense. Nah, that ain't it. You got to play that. That ain't it. That, that ain't, <laughs> don't make no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fuck. What? Yeah, when he asked you the question, you should have took a pause. You just blurted it out. Yeah. No. And you should have thought about that. Right. Should have really thought about that answer. You probably want to preface that with, I was dumb. Right. I was naive. And yeah, I let the nigga stay with me. That's it. I miscalculated exactly what the fuck was going on. It was a good time. I didn't mean it to be a long time. Then you said the nigga preferred to spend three thousand uh, dollars, which he spent. He put down twenty six hundred, right, for a chain <clears throat> that was fake, and gifted it to Rick Ross. Now Rick Ross looked. Like he wasn't fucking with it when he was laying in that bed. That's a fact. He, I mean, he looked like stop, get this fucking fake piece of plastic out my fucking bedroom. <laughs> but again, apparently it was a cross promotional right. thing for his label. Right. So it was like fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do the flick and I'm gonna throw this shit in the trash. My nigga, if y'all <laughs> throw this shit, in the, I'm 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 gonna tell my horse to just shit on us <laughs> in the stable. Oh. <laughs> 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 Why? So you couldn't get like a $200 piece? Right. I mean, if it's going to be fake anyway. I mean, yeah, if it's going to be fake, let it be fake. And you're just doing it for promo. Or, nigga, you can stay within the budget. If you couldn't do the three, I would have did the 500 if you could afford that. Because maybe you could have afforded that and get him a real $500 gold chain. What, what? What's the flex for? I don't even, yo, gifting niggas gold chains is crazy. And then at the same time, your daughter is, is, is suffering. And and slated to have heart surgery, but you need to put a GoFundMe up. That GoFundMe shit was the the, the craziest thing he could have. It's just weird. you thought it was a good idea to spend your last on a chain, but then, you didn't think it was a good idea to put some of that money towards the GoFundMe. Then got upset when niggas wanted their money back. Well, niggas actually got their money back <laughs> from GoFundMe. Like, oh, nigga, you giving niggas change? Yo, right, the cool. whole shit run go back, crazy. Let me back my fifty dollars that I yeah, need for work. Yeah, give me that back. I need my fifty dollars. I need to buy and my take this card. frank, nigga. Yeah, nigga, we, we giving out franks by <laughs> the way. Hot <laughs> on the grill, nigga. Uh huh. Nathan's, Nathan's. <laughs> but what is it? Jewish national, yeah, Jewish nigga. We all <laughs> all some shit. Ketchup, <laughs> relish, mustard, spicy, honey mustard, all of that shit, bitch. Because y'all niggas is sucking mad dick. <laughs> yeah, clearly. y'all niggas is wild. There's just right? a lot going on. <laughs> Come to the Frank stand. Please. Y'all niggas is wild. What's out crazy here. is, even though I know she's going through the divorce, to me, she sounded like, like she really sounded like in the end she didn't fuck with him. And it's, you know, that's my, that, that'd be my problem sometimes with women, bro. It's like, all right, cool. It didn't work out. You really gotta act like you didn't fuck with me when we was working it out. Like you, you act like you throw me under the bus crazy, and you know that nigga's unstable. So I'm pretty sure when he heard this interview, he probably was going crazy. And I'm pretty sure she's gonna put out another clip. Hopefully she's not around him when he's going crazy. Hopefully he's just on the phone. Hopefully they're not in the midst of each other. But the moral of the story is, you didn't have to go over. You went overboard, sis. I ain't gonna hold you. You went overboard. You could have answered that one question, kept it whatever, mentioning your father every fucking five seconds, living off the pen. It, it just almost almost sounds like you were an enabler as well like you like you you almost let these yeah. things happen as well and you, you know you're the woman you and, were and you, as you said it was your house you said you was dating for love but it sounds like you were dating for clout facts just to say that you're next to gunplay right that might have been the biggest artist celebrity for you, for that you. ever 
approached you and, and you gave decided, you a baby at that. Right. And you decided to bust it wide open because I think she's way younger than him, too. Bro, she looks, bro, that nigga Gunpei look like he is 46. Yeah, I think she's like 24, 26, somewhere actually, around there. Actually, he might be 47, like AK 47. I don't know. So you decided to bust it wide open for him thinking, shit, this is my opportunity. And then you found out along. I mean, when's the last time you heard a gunplay anything? The last, the last time I heard a gunplay record was on Rick Ross' last album. That was almost two years ago. And he was supposed to be the president of MMG, but you haven't heard nothing about that for... I haven't heard anything. Ever. It sounds like Rick Ross was just trying to put him in positions right. to make money. To, to like, you lie, nigga. You might not be where I'm at, but I'm going to help you get where Right, I'm going to keep you at. in position because we've been close friends for whatever X amount of years. Say that, yeah. So I got your back. That's it. But then the nigga was in the club talking about he going to shoot it up. Yeah. That, that was not too long ago. That literally was a few months back. Yeah. And we was yeah. like, what, what are you, what, 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 Nick, sir, what are you talking so about? So we know what time it is. You, was, right. you wasn't there for love. You was there because you saw it come up in clout. And not even in money, in clout. Just, yo, right. I'll be next to Gunplay. And that's probably why y'all did that interview, too. Right. With the DJ Envy situation. Yeah. Try to get clout up. Try to get clout up. Sound mad, quote unquote, sincere. Like, y'all was hurt, bitch. That was a PR stunt. Yeah. And now you back on the same podcast. Killing this nigga. And, Killing and, this nigga. And, and the nigga the nigga doing the interview. Nigga, you know you wrong. Yeah, he, you know what you was doing. You, you know what she was doing, sir. He, he was like, was I'm going to get my view. And probably got more views on this one than the other one. I ain't going to holler. I mean, I ain't going to hold you. I fucking... He know he know what he doing. He know what he doing, bro. I can't I can't be mad at the hustle. He's sophisticated with that Joe Button fedora on. He's and he was swagging with the he with was, the he was way sw- he threw them little shits the in way there. Way he threw them shits in there because he he was acting like he was really involved in terms of being Yo, sincere. The, the sex was good. The sex was good. Yeah, yeah. That hood shit hit different. That hood shit, hit, and he just said it with like a fucking stone wall face. <laughs> I do agree with your point, though. I. I don't we spoke about this before in terms of like how important is it to talk positively about your ex Put some but respect on my name. Oftentimes bro. it go left. Your ex is willing to just throw some type of dirt just so they they don't take accountability. Right. Cuz that's what it, she didn't want to take accountability. Uh, 90% of what she was saying sounded like it was your fault more than his fault. That's a fact. Besides obviously the 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 obvious in terms of him Pulling out a gun and then smashing TVs in a crib and all of that bullshit. Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck, nigga. Nigga, you are not that NFL nigga. You will go to jail for real, for real. Besides that, it sounds like you letting him in your crib. You let him inside you. You getting a baby by him. Wah, wah. Your dad paying all the bills. That sounds like a lot of you shit. Because I'm, I ain't, you know, I ain't all for the whole he, a nigga has to fully take care of you type shit. But a nigga like that was supposed to have it. He's supposed, he come, to, he's supposed to take care. He's of supposed to take care of you, and if he can't, you supposed to ask some questions. You got to ask some questions. The records ain't selling. What do we need to do to get you another hit? Yeah, what's up with that? Or I, I need to know. Or nigga, do do you need to just get another job altogether? Maybe not rap right this second. I mean, we could you could do something. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, something. Pack bags. Construction. Yeah, I mean FedEx. Something. Um, sell francs. You sent. <laughs> Hebrew Nationals <laughs> Yo Hebrew Nationals Used to go crazy Oh shit We going crazy right now Hebrew Nationals Them, them shits Used to be the shit at Costco Them shits used to taste bad good Right, right. They, they, they really did <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you nigga <laughs> That was good um, You sent this over And I think that this is A great conversation To kind of lead out with Yeah um, Starting to get to the end of the episode Good God almighty Thank y'all for listening Let's go
Good God. I mean, I have to do this shit again. The man care about what his woman wears. No. Oh, my Lord. No, I don't think so. So a question for y'all. Y'all could just raise your hands to show hands. Do y'all want y'all man to lead the relationship? Okay. Do y'all want the man to lead the relationship? Do y'all want that man to protect and provide for you? Hell yes. Yes. Part of the man protecting you is understanding that the world doesn't owe you understanding. True. Meaning Period. that there are bad apples out there of men and women. So a man having a standard of a dress code for his woman when she's going out in public is part of him protecting you from yourself of things that you may not even be aware of. I would say that the man that has more standards for his woman loves her more. Of course. Right? Yeah, of course. Because the yeah. man that has less standards, think about it. Don't care. I can have two girls. The girl that I have more standards with, everyone knows I love her more. She's not really going to the club like that. She's dressing modestly and I keep her around in a close circle. Hmm. But then I could be talking to another girl and I don't really care what she does. I'm just hitting it. There's no emotional ties. But the girl that I have more standards for, it's obvious that I love her more. That's a fucking take, dog. It's a lot to unpack. It's a here. lot to unpack, dog. God fucking damn. Um, <laughs> the question for me is: Is this protection or possession? Is this even really a fucking question? Because I feel like a lot of what he said was in the possession arena of your question. I feel like it too. I just want to make sure I wasn't bugging, nigga. Me and you, you know, we on the same page. <laughs> You my twin. You my treacherous little twin. You my twin. This nigga is bugged, bro. This, that, now that nigga was talking about the nation. He was to, them niggas about to come. <laughs> now I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying out of the war. I'm staying out of the war. Don't come for me, please. We're not even touching that topic. We're not touching that I at pray all. For everybody I'm, involved. I pray. Yeah, I told Rosa. This we, my nigga. Right. This is my we nigga. Ain't touching that one. We're not leaving it alone. <laughs> When y'all start talking about peace treaties, then we'll get we'll real topic. Until then, we'll get right to it. In the name of God, Allah, whoever, I pray amen. everybody. Amen. 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 Yahweh, amen. Amen. That's it. Listen. And moving right along back to this. Let me tell you why, though. We got to tell them why. Because, nigga. There are a lot of emotions in that. A lot going on. There's a lot of history on both sides. On both sides. Yeah, a lot of historical context that we ain't got all night for that. I'm sorry. We don't even got all of the information. Really? Nigga, we don't even have friends that are close to the source like you, that. You got to live there to have the information. That's a big fact. You have to live there. Us on state side, we all sound right. ignorant. Yeah, yeah. Whether it is that you, you're like freedom for Palestine, which freedom for Palestine, or you're like, yo, what they did, and Palestine didn't do it. Hamas did it. You got to make sure right, that yeah. you that distinction. You make that distinction very clear, because a motherfucker will be like, "What the fuck you talking about, right. nigga? You next, right?" <laughs> and if you want to say, you know, prayers for Israel, prayers for Israel too. Prayers for Israel too. Fuck, but babies, man. A lot of people, depending on your perspective, uh -huh, on how you view what's going on, are going to be very emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. So if you try to talk about, well. You know, these are the things that Israel has done that has made the Gaza Strip hostile to Israel. Depending on how you frame that, you're going to miss some shit and niggas going to come for your neck. On the other side of it, if 
you don't speak about what happened in Israel, which was a travesty, no matter how you try to paint it. If you don't talk about that from a particular perspective, that is going to lead you into trouble. And in order to talk about either one of those perspectives in an, in a way that is, I think, progressive, mm-hmm. you have to have deep Deep history Yeah you'd have to about know that. You'd have to know I mean You'd have to actually know Why we're still here Cause This ain't just Happened This, this is 65 years right, 75 65 years, years, years making, This been Happening And from the looks of it It's gonna continue to happen You gotta go back to 1948 When the state of Israel Was created Yeah And what happened then and all of the little things that have happened in between. Right. And them niggas been warring with each other. Ever since. Ever since then. So, we ain't got it. Nah, I ain't got it. <laughs> I'm not so. stepping in that shit. I'm glad my brother said yeah. he don't want to step in that shit I'm either. We not touching that shit. Again, we praying for both sides. Praying for everybody. I mean, the Thoughts footage, and prayers. Yeah, the footage, the footage is extremely disheartening. So, I don't even actually watch it. Like from the little I saw, I'm like, I can't do it, bro. Certain these days, I can't do certain shit no more. All I'll say is, man, son, fuck. What has happened cannot be excused. Nah. Can you rationalize why some may have hostilities towards Israel? And I'm not talking about Hamas because, according to the news, and again. I can't go by that only Right I would have to talk to niggas in the country And I have not done that Right But according to the news Hamas just exists to Kill Jews And destroy the state of Israel Right I don't know If if that's 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 propaganda Or Or if that's Truly What they say their mission is Right If that's truly their mission Super Super disgusting Yeah if they there are people that claim that that's not what they're there for, but that's what they've been painted as. Um, a lot of it goes into this idea that Israel has done some missteps in terms of occupation um, that have led to those hostilities. Again, that does not excuse anything in terms yeah. of what was done in terms of hearing about men, women and children Getting beheaded, getting killed, getting oh, shot for getting no reason, God, getting be—I mean, getting raped—all of that. Like, I, I don't—I don't give a fuck. Like, you, you gonna have to figure out another way to show your hostility, because that ain't it. Yeah. But as we said, that's as far as yeah, we going with yeah, that one. Prayers up on both sides. Going back to this podcast clip now. Now, yes, possession or protection. One thing that I've never done, bro, and we and we've said this actually years earlier in the podcast. I don't think I've ever censored any of any of my partners on how they dressed ever. Bro, if, if you have- I, if I met you a certain way, bro, I, I'm appreciative of you even wanting to still dress the way you are because you're not you're not taking it as I'm the relationship is going to be affected based on how I dress. I'm not dating you for the clothes you wear. I'm dating you for you. If you have to censor your partner, you either picked wrong. Or you have inner work to do. That's yeah. how I see it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. You're right. There's no, there's no other way around it. You can't make the shit make sense. Like he tried to pretty this shit up nah. and make it seem like it's a form of protection. But I'm gonna say why I don't think it's that in a second. Oh. So he mentioned 
He sees it if you have your man and he's supposed to be a provider and a protector. He sees it as a bit of protection. Nigga, it's called a condom because birth control. <laughs> he sees it as protection because he's saying there are things that you may not see right. regarding the bad apples in the world, and he has to protect you from those bad apples. I have a problem with that because what type of woman are you dating? Right. Sounds like you're dating a little girl. Yeah. It, it sounds like a, a daddy complex. My partner needs to be equally yoked in the sense of being an adult. Right. And that comes with knowing the ills of the world. If she doesn't know the ills of the world, that sounds like a teenager. That sounds like a nine-year-old. That sounds like someone who is inexperienced in the world. I don't know if I would be comfortable dating a partner that's naive. Yeah. Like, my partner would have to be able to know and know well enough to say, all right, if I'm wearing this risky-ass dress, there might be niggas out here who, for whatever reason, think that that might mean I'm selling something. Cool. I'm still going to wear it, meaning I'm taking on what comes with that. I might, I'll take on the looks. I'll take on the stairs. I'll take on the damn babies. And I am responsible for how I deal with that if I have a man. Facts. That means I might have to all night be telling niggas, that's my man right there, and I'm not interested. And if that's what it is, I have to mentally prepare myself for that because I want to wear this dress. That's it. Me as her partner, I don't need to be like, babe, you can't wear that. You shouldn't wear that. You know, let me tell you why, because there's niggas out there that's going to look at you and they're going to think you single. If I have to do that, then I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, I am. Because I probably met you in that dress. And But that be my problem with when niggas say shit like this, bro. You knew how you met her. If you met her looking a certain way, nigga, maybe she was single. Or maybe she was newly fresh out of a relationship, whatever the case is. The way she looked that particular day you saw her is the reason why you were attracted to her. Had she been in maybe another outfit, maybe you would have not in your mind been as attractive to her or whatever the case may be. However, trying to put a censorship and then give it this type of narrative that it's based around protection is bullshit. That's straight bullshit. That shit is trash, bro. And the women on the podcast, the women that was clapping it up, they really got to really got to read in between the lines of what the fuck he was saying. He sugared it up. He powdered it up. He made it sound good. The nigga put Goya sauce on it and shit. He made it sound good. The nigga put some uh, paprika on it and shit. Made it sound good. And deep down inside, it almost sounds like if you're with me and if you're with me, Based on how I feel, you should be dressed as how you're going to be dressed. It's how you're going to be presented in the world. No, nigga, we are not in 1953, 1964. Days is over, dog. He said something else, too. I can't remember. Days is over. He said something towards the end of the conversation, too. Uh, he said the, the lead shit. They said they all wanted a leader. That man to protect and provide. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They said, sure. He said part of it is protecting... You is understanding mm-hmm. that the world doesn't owe you shit. We got right, that. Right, yeah, yeah, we got that. Got it. Bad apples. Men and women. Right. Setting a standard for you. 
Okay, that's one point I want to return to. Um, the may not be aware we talked about that shit. He's oh, he was saying how those standards mean that he loves you more. Yo, that right there goes cuckoo. No, <laughs> no. What happened to the original plot of the story? <laughs> The nigga said Cause what? The nigga said Okay If I have more standards for you I love you more That means I love you more What happened To the original plot of the movie? <laughs> um <laughs> That nigga was talking to Umar Johnson There clearly. have been plenty of girls <laughs> That I had no intention of wifing Hello That I was still very much emotionally invested in. Of course. Baddies. <laughs> the, facts. You got your little ting on the side, yeah. and y'all know that it's not nothing official, and right. it's not a relationship, but, and y'all just fucking. But, but I still don't want to know that but, another nigga busting it right, down. I don't want to know that. <laughs> I don't want me. Don't tell me you got an August Alcini. <laughs> no, I'm the August Alcini. Facts. I don't want to know you were sitting on the 12. I don't want <laughs> I was riding through six with my. You was riding what? Counting money. Fuck. You know. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Okay. Like, I don't need that information. I don't need that on my heart. And there have been plenty of girls that I've been in relationship with. Hello. That I'm not putting standards on, but I love to death. Right. And because I love them to death is part of the reason why I would never put a standard on them. Right. The moral of the story for me is find someone that aligns with your moral compass and standards. That's it. So that you don't even have to put yourself in a position where you're saying to them, yo, I don't really like that outfit. Right. Like, it's too revealing. And you going through a back and forth because she doesn't think it's revealing and you think it's revealing. That should all be figured out in the dating phase. That's what y'all need to be doing. Right. Instead of trying to sit here talking about, well, no, being a leader and a man and a provider and a protector means that I dictate the standard of the relationship for the woman to follow. This is this is where that lead shit start getting wacky. Yeah, start getting a little weird. So what is it? The man is the one that sets the standards of how you're supposed to be like you're a child for the woman and the woman sets the standards for the kids. Is is this the totem pole that y'all are creating? Because it sounds goofy as fuck. Right. At least for me. I, that's not what I want for my relationship. Are there going to be moments where I should be a leader? Absolutely. Are there going to be moments where I should be a provider? Absolutely. But that should be something that we talk about within building our relationship and what makes sense for the relationship. Yo, babe, in this instance, I'm a better cook than you. I will be leading in the kitchen. Hand me that motherfucking potato. <laughs> Say less. Yo, babe, I'm a better cleaner than you. Nigga, go get the broom. I'm going to do the rest. I'm going to tell you which room that I want you in. Like, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, facts. It might be on some other shit. Babe, I make more money. <laughs> I'm fucking a celebrity and you ain't. You work, I, I, you work at Target. Yeah, my checks are 30K every two weeks. Your checks are 500 every two weeks. After tax. <laughs> your check is really 433. We giving Franks. <laughs> Just 
added out the Franks. <laughs> Take some bread. <laughs> um, bro, what's the tough knot? Oh man. Going back to what I said earlier, the tough knot really and truly is because the entire so it's very interesting actually the entire like underlying surface of the topics on this podcast today was really about relationships mm. and different dynamics like in different ways we got we did that we did come like, on man xab boy come on, come on man now. you know what time it is the overall factor is you have to know when the relationship is over you have to know when it's time to move on from a significant other and that doesn't mean you have to bash them when it's time to move on you also have to know when the fighting must cease. Mm. We have to get to higher ground in terms of what do we want to be left, if anything is to be left, after we have finished fighting and arguing and killing each other. What do we want to leave if there is anything to be left? We just got to know when to, you know what? I hear what you're saying. I hear the opinion that you have of me. And instead of me going to the internet, I would just like to have a face-to-face. Let's get some closure on exactly what it is that we got going on, if we got something going on. Because it could be nothing. It could be just me and my feelings and me being emotionally charged about how I feel, Mm -hmm. about the perception of how the world is now starting to view me when I thought the relationship was a little better, I thought we was on good terms. And now it's like, I'm falling off. I've now become the old head in a light that when I was a young buck, everybody was rooting for me. Got to know when the relationship is over. What would dad say? Um, so I was spending time with my <laughs> great cousin and she said something that I can't shake. And she said, two times a child, once a man. And that is a Caribbean saying. Mm -hmm. And it basically speaks about the progression of life. Mm -hmm. Start off as a child. Mm -hmm. You mature into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And then the end of life is very similar to how you get here in the first place as a child Mm. but there's a component there that i don't know if everybody is also looking at Mm. and that is that area where you uh, area of maturation where you turn into a man or you turn into a woman can any of us really pinpoint when we felt like we actually were a man as opposed to a young man or as opposed to a child that moment, that actual moment that determined your manhood or your womanhood or your adulthood. Um, And I think that's something to think about because it doesn't necessarily equate to age. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily equate to what your responsibilities are. Mm -hmm. You could feel like a man for the first time at 45. Mm Mm-hmm. You could feel like a man for the first time at 15, depending on your life. Mm -hmm. But what that moment is for you 
and what that moment represented when you sat yourself down, looked yourself in the mirror and said, wow, this is adulthood. I am not a kid anymore. I'm not a teenager. I'm not a young adult. I am the patriarch or I am the matriarch Mm. in the family. I am one of those that dictates what's happening in family or I am one of those that dictate what happens in my community. I'm setting the standard. I'm setting the rule. How I conduct myself outside is not just a reflection of me, but it's also something that people could look at and look up to. Mm. I am an individual that has to provide in a way that my family is dependent on or the people around me are dependent on. My voice is something that dictates and moves culture. And bringing it back full circle, our criticisms of Drake are that you are too much of an adult in the industry, Mm -hmm. not by age and not by experience and maturation but by the way you move culture that you can just give us a project that may feel like it's not moving anything at all but beyond drake because art is art if that is where he feels he is i'm i'm with it okay do your thing i support it i like the album in terms of his sonic nature as i mentioned before if that's what you think the culture needed that's a misstep. And if that's what you think the culture needed from you, Damn. that's an even greater misstep. You need therapy. But beyond that, this idea of understanding when you felt like you were a man, not when you were expected to be a man, not when you took responsibility of the mantle because someone said you're a man now or you felt like you had to be a man because you're 25. But when did you feel like shit? Yo, I'm an adult. Another episode of Dad Has Bow Ties. Peace. We're going to leave him out with this. R.I.P. to all the real niggas worldwide. When this song used to come on. Salute. When we was in the club, we used to get crazy to this shit. I really remember us having some wild nights with this song. I ride for my niggas, dog. I ride for my niggas. Oh my god. I slide for my niggas, dog. I ride for my niggas. Stay scheming. One of the craziest Rick Ross and Drake songs. Niggas trying to get at me. Oh my god. Dog. I ride for my niggas. Sexy man, oh my god, niggas tryna get at me. Dog, I ride for my niggas. Oh my god, damn, life's so short. Fuck, I don't wanna go to court. Fuck, got a budget for the lawyer though. Fuck it, I'm on the run for the month. I'm in the bucket, uh-huh. paid 200 for okay. it. Mm. My little nigga stuck and even got me paranoid. I'm getting money, that's an any nigga category. Double M, I got G's out in California. Woo. Uh. I ride for my niggas, dog. I ride for my niggas. I slide for my niggas, dog. I ride for my niggas. Stay scheming. Yeah.
niggas tryna get at me. I ain't gonna hold you. This is why niggas wanna have ops. Get to acting like the bras. Guess everything doesn't come complete with niggas like ours. That's why I see no need to compete with niggas like y'all. I just ask that when you see me, you speak up, nigga. That's all. Don't be ducking like you never wanted nothing. It's feeling like rap change. It wasn't time. It was rugged. Back when if a nigga reached, it was for the weapon. Nowadays niggas reach just to sell records. Spaghetti bolognese and a polo lounge. Me and my G from DC. That's how I roll. Around. Might look like, but, but we, we heavy though. though You think Drake will put some shit like that, you, you never know Million dollar meetings in the Polo Lounge Me and my man Oliver North, that's how I roll around uh, Shorty wanna tell me secrets by the rap, nigga uh, I tell that bitch it's more attractive when you hold it down Kobe bout to lose 150 M's Kobe my nigga, I hate it, had to be him Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Tell Lucy and I said, fuck it, I'm tearing holes in my budget. Okay. Bag her like we in public, and take her ass out in public. Yeah. Ordered it up for late, told them butterflies, she'll love it. She used to soda and nugget, she really just tired thugging. Woo. I'm just hitting my pinnacle, you and pussy identical. Oh, you like the fucking finish line, we, we can't, can't wait to run into you. But let me get my mind off that young rich motherfucker getting mine off rap, nigga.